This is Get Unstuck Radio episode 18. Go viral using TikTok with Mayan Cordon, TikTok influencer. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy. To get unstuck with system automation and delegation. And also to get clarity for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Hi everyone, so today I'm with my lovely Marianne Gordon right here. She is class art and also she also have the social media consultant, especially the TikTok one. I have never used TikTok before and seems like it's not eligible for Thai people for some reason. I couldn't download that or install even. Anyway, I believe many people have been following Gary Vaynerchuk for quite a while. And he is the person who introduced TikTok to me as well. Like I get to know TikTok because of him. So we're going to dig deep on how to make that happen and how it helps your business. Thank you for joining us today, Marianne. Yeah, absolutely. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself or someone who have never known you before. Yeah, so um, I am an entrepreneur. I've been in the digital marketing space for about 10 years now. Um, I've been building up my own businesses that have morphed from selling a smoking accessory to a graphic design and sticker printing business um, into glass blowing, which I've been doing for the past five years now. Um, and out of all these businesses and experiences, um, I've, you know, really been able to develop a lot of very, very deep insights and proven application of social media marketing and some other other types of digital marketing as well, including, you know, email marketing, a little bit of affiliate marketing. And then in, in the past, yeah, eight, nine months now, I've hopped onto TikTok also because I listen to and watch Gary Vaynerchuk. And, you know, I had pretty much an immediate success. Um, my first viral video was just two weeks after I started posting content. Oh. Um, and I, w- I hit a very steady, just kind of stream of very viral videos that took me up to 1.7 million followers, which is where I am today. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let us step back a little bit. How, how you start the entrepreneurship life then? Yeah. So I started kind of I've always been an entrepreneur. So I think it developed out of my parents didn't give me any money. Like I didn't have an allowance when I was a kid. So from being very young, I always, you know, like was thinking about like, how do I get these toys that I want? Or how do I get these things that I want that I like, am not really supposed to have, which is why my parents don't give me money for them. But also like other kids get to have. So why shouldn't I get to have those things too? I think that's how, you know, most kids think. And I did have some things, like I earned rewards for certain things. So like I went to uh, an Orthodox Jewish school and during one of the lessons, you had the opportunity to win like a Hot Wheels car for, for guessing or like performing right on a certain exercise. And oftentimes I would, I, w- I was very good in school, especially when I was young. And so oftentimes I'd win the Hot Wheel car and then I'd go back to school and I would sell the Hot Wheel cars for like 50 cents or like a dollar so that I could buy like candy at the store. So I think I always had that, that in me, but I didn't really start pursuing it until I dropped out of college. So until I got away from the academic rigid structure and I was doing freelance writing. So freelance copywriting, articles, blog posts, and I did that full-time for a bit before I started up my my first business, which was the smoking accessory business with my husband. And we just kind of chased opportunity until we 
either maxed out the opportunity or got bored with the product or business. And that kind of helped us really find our why and the reason like why we're in business in general is not centered around a particular product or service. It's centered more around a set of core values and intentions towards how, how we want to you know, affect the world. Okay, so let's get into it. What is your core value then? Yeah, so my core values, I've got, them staple, I've got them right here on my laptop so that I can see them every day. I've got 10 of them. They are put people first, be kind, be honest, always learn. And I don't have them memorized. You can see that. Be accountable, act courageously, find the silver lining, don't be lazy, treat everyone with respect, and take initiative. Oh and these God. were the things, yeah, that I came up with when I was in a really, really difficult time of my business where I was working like 14 to 18 hours a day and losing money. I wasn't losing all the things I built. So I was able to, in that time, I, I was able to buy a house. Um, I have a very nice truck. I have a lot of very nice things, but to save kind of everything that I had, I had to take out, you know, lines of credit and was, was slowly losing that money over a period of time. And just was very kind of frustrated and depressed about the situation and had to think about why, why am I doing this? Like I'm working really hard. First of all, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to just like go bankrupt or like cash out my house and, you know, cover these things and get out of this? Like, do I want to keep working on this business? And these were all the things that kind of meant the most to me. And these are, these core values are things that I can really accomplish through through business, even if the business isn't making money. If the business is, you know, treating people kindly and putting them first and finding the silver lining and acting in a courageous way, like that's a, that's a powerful thing. And I do think that businesses tend to have more power in society than individuals. And I think that that's tilting one way or another where people are kind of, they are a business nowadays, or you could say that, you know, people are more influential now than a business, but, but it tends to be closer than, than it was in the past. And how your core value help you to reframe your business from like overwhelming work, like 14 to 18 hours a day until where you are right now? Yeah. So I would say it really helped me focus on if what I was doing was meeting a longer term goal. So I really, really started to focus, like, is, am I spending the majority of my time, you know, focused on a very short-term goal that is then going to come and essentially my time has then been, the investment's been completed and cashed out? Or am I spending my time in a way that is really much more heavy on the investment side and not so much the transactional side? So I think that really there, we spend our time in two ways. One is to invest it, where Maybe it's paying us right now, but certainly it's paying us continually and in the future on a recurring basis. And then there's time that we just exchange and trade for things, oftentimes money. Oftentimes we exchange or trade our time for service work or like community service versus, again, like building a system that would facilitate that service. So there's two different ways to invest your time, and it's really allowed me to shift shift that aspect of it while at the same time still maintaining my ability to survive and pay my bills i think strictly through two things one is i've always had a knack for sell like you should know as a person 
are you good at selling stuff or are you bad at selling stuff? And I've always in general been pretty good at selling stuff. But in that with combination of really, really understanding the limit of my risk against the potential of any reward. And I think I have that because where I started from actually was a situation of homelessness. So after the after copywriting was going really well, uh, me and my husband were in an unfortunate gas explosion in our home, and it kind of financially rocked us, put me out of work for a bit to where I lost those freelance kind of contacts and jobs that I had on a consistent basis. And so from there, really had to figure out, you know, one, what am I going to do with myself now that I don't have this work and I don't have any money, but two, also like why am I going to pursue what it is that I'm going to pursue and what's going to get me through all these hard times that are clearly going to be around for a while. And I think that a lot of people don't think about what's going to get them through until they have to. And I was just very, I think same for me until that happened. I did not think about like what I would do if something bad were to happen in my life. And I just was fortunate to have that happen early to where now I'm very aware of risk in a different way than I think a lot of people are. And it gives me the confidence actually to take more risk and to push a little bit further into the risk that I'm willing to take and be more, a little bit calculated with it because I really can see and feel the limits and the payoffs and kind of the equations, so to speak, behind it. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, right? Like we would think about how can we go through this until we reach the point of emergency? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think that that's, right, that's a valuable thing, but it's a dangerous thing for a lot of people because if you go over that emergency line, a lot of people really, it can ruin them for a very long time. And, you know, for, for me personally, it took us, it only took us like six to eight months to, that's move, to yeah, to move out of complete homelessness and we weren't in a great situation for the next six to eight months but within one to two years got out we're renting a house again a nice house and I think a a big part of that was really I think a personal grit level like I I've gone through a life that has developed grit in me but then also I think a focus on do you want to give up and just give into it or is are you going to try and if I'm going to try something, it's just as hard or just as easy to try a little as to try a lot because your effort is always going to be balanced by like your result. And so the less you try, the harder it is to get your result. But the harder you try, the easier it is to get your result. So in the end, really, the energy around accomplishing anything is always going to be the same. And once you realize that, then I think it's very easy to try harder even when you feel kind of crappy. Yeah, because you wouldn't know until you really do it and do it like all in, right? Because yeah. if you step like one leg in and then I'm not sure whether I should go all in or not, you wouldn't see the real result and then you complain. Many people yeah. complain that why it's not working for them. So, yeah. oh my gosh, this is going to be a great interview. So, wow, you're very inspiring. Like, I feel shoot right now <laughs> oh awesome I'm, I'm thank you I'm glad to hear that you know I feel I feel inspiring it's a little bit weird of a thing to say but I feel like each of us is living our own our own story and our own adventure and we get to be the author of that and I really want people 
to, to write an amazing book with their life. I think that, you know, storytelling has always connected human beings, you know, from around the campfire when we lived, you know, outdoors in primitive kind of societies to now as videos becoming a really large component of society and people are really seeing how storytelling is incredibly important to to videos and how we respond to them. So I think that start thinking about your life as a story or even just to start reading more stories. Um, I know there's a lot, most entrepreneurs and most business-minded people are telling everyone to read like this you know, book about self-improvement and these factual books and all these things. And I'd really like to push people to read more like fantasy and more fiction and more things that are going to get them to think in new and creative ways and imagine way, crazy ways that their life could be because that's where it all starts. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand what you mean because at some point when we keep doing the work repeatedly, we lack of creativity and we yeah. forgot that the repeated work these day AI can replace us all. Yeah, yeah, and it makes you happier to take that break from work and, you know, disappear into Land of Dragons and Swords and who knows what. <laughs> oh yeah, that's amazing, of course. But so from your side, I mean, I totally all in for the freedom as well because I understand like I'm tired, right? It's quite hard for me to travel, especially those visa implications right. that like always make me crazy. <laughs> so I totally like once I see your, so at the time that we talk and then like you submit the whole question and I prepare and I was like, wow, I really want to know more about you. And once you told me about this offline and then like, it's not that easy to earn the freedom that we chasing somehow like it's hard doing these days yeah. and it's the on process work you have to keep building that along the way if not your freedom also gonna go somewhere else as well right you know in today's day and age it is really hard and probably harder than ever to build momentum starting out from scratch with no resources or connections or tie-ins to an industry so the advantage that I think anyone will ever have starting in that position, and certainly the advantage I had, was time. If you have a lot of time, and I'm talking about like 12 plus hours to put into something on a daily basis, like if you're able to make your, your bills and your expenses with a job, like a part-time job that, you know, you're just getting by, but let's say you only have to work four to six hours a day, and you have the other, you know, eight to, to 12, 16, depending on how much you sleep, hours to put into to something, to anything, whatever it is, in one to two years time, you will get somewhere seriously far ahead that in and of itself is all the momentum you need to really keep on a path that will eventually take you to, to the places that you want to go. So, you know, it hasn't been quick to get here. You know, it's been 10 years of me working really hard and trying, but I would say that within that time frame, there were two, probably one to two year periods where I really, really grounded out. I gave up, I gave up all TV watching, all Netflix, all media consumption. I like didn't do any activities outside of work-related activities and I gave up at the same time would give up segments of my sleep so 
like literally working like 18, you know, 19 hours a day. And that paid off for me in a massive way that made me enough money to buy a house, which is going to now be an amazing investment for the entire rest of my life for me. It's going to keep making money, keep going up. I, I got a duplex. So in addition to the house price increasing, I literally have someone paint like they're buying my house. I, I put down a little bit of money, but they're going to buy most of it for me. And so, you know, I think people sometimes, if you aren't able to build momentum through, through doing this, through doing this, you feel stuck. Sometimes you need to really just commit to putting in 10 times more work than everyone else because it will build momentum for you. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. But you know, these days, people are chasing fast money. Yeah. And yeah, you know, and I we all have the desire. (laughs) I know, of course, who doesn't want it like get rich fast, but they might forgot somehow that until they get to that day, how many hours they put in the work to make that happen. Because momentum will not happen like overnight for sure. Even how much you paid for paid advertisement. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, the the thing that I make the money the easiest, kind of the fastest right now would be paid music promotion, um, Uh which is really cool because it's not necessarily something I had to do any work for outside of actually growing my TikTok account, which for me, I haven't really seen that too much as work because it's it's a fun learning process. It's a fun creative process for me. It's not like posting on Instagram where it's just like pick a picture, write a caption. It's much more dynamic to that. And so I, I kind of enjoy TikTok, I would say. I think a lot of people experience this. But at the same time, I think that there's a lot of you know opportunities around TikTok that I'm not necessarily capitalizing on. So like you said, getting the fast money, it almost decentivizes me or might be bad for me in terms of pursuing other opportunities that long-term are, are going to pay off on TikTok. But I'm also, you know, investing my time into posting on LinkedIn, which I think is a smart idea. So I'm not just focused on TikTok, which I think is helpful to, to diversify. I think that everyone should, even from the beginning, think about diversifying. I think almost every single person can start at least two streams of income for themselves. One would be through a skill that they have, and the other would be through buying and reselling things. Literally every person in the world has the opportunity to buy and resell things or to trade and resell things. It all depends, again, on where you live and what's in demand. Like You do have to learn some things about that, that area, but everyone has the ability to buy and sell things and make some amount of money, whether that's a hundred dollars a month extra or a thousand or a couple thousand dollars a month extra, people should start thinking about how can I add more to my, you know, my income right, right now. You know, if you're, if you're stuck in a job or if you're looking for a job, maybe your full-time job that you think is uh, job hunting, you still probably have some stuff that you don't need around the house that you can sell right away, get some money, and then think about what you could flip and where you could get something at a discount and do some arbitrage around where value is just even around in your town or from in-person to online. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Like what Gary, we keep saying the message, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just entrepreneur basics. I think all entrepreneurism is really built around barter. So 
money for services and money for products is just one type of barter, but I think there's all types of, there's relationship bartering, there's like, you know, skill set bartering, there's, I think, so much more that goes on in the buying and selling world than just buying and selling that people haven't realized they can tap into. Um, so sometimes when I talk to people about trades I've done on, on Craigslist, because I did like a solid two years when I lived in Seattle of like really incredible trades because I was doing uh, web design and graphic design. And so I would trade those skill sets, which cost me nothing but my time for all sorts of like physical goods. Like one time I traded a website for 2000 finger snowboards. If you don't know what a finger snowboard is, it is what it sounds like. It's literally a mini snowboard that your fingers fit into. Like your fingers are the let, you know, like a pretend let and you uh-huh. go, Wee! Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, you know, just like weird random stuff, but like I sold a bunch of those finger snowboards on Amazon. So <laughs> like, oh, okay. super random. It's not something I like went out looking for. I think people need to be more brave about posting stuff and seeing what happens and being oh. okay with if it doesn't produce anything and just oh. not putting too much time into something that you have zero results yet on, but testing out lots of different things. And then once you start getting results with something like then put more energy into that something and try and uh, scale up those results. Wow. Okay. Seems like I have many things to do after I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what are the difference? Because you said you told me that you start from Instagram actually, and then you changed to TikTok. What yeah. are the difference between these two platforms? So they're very, very different. There's almost nothing similar. The audiences are in a different mindset typically when they're on TikTok versus when they're on Instagram. So on Instagram, people typically go to look at either products, celebrities or things that they want that they can't have. So like I might Ah. go to Instagram if I like am really hungry and I want to see some delicious food. Or I might go to Instagram if I'm bored at home and I want to see some exotic places, for example. But TikTok I'm going to go to if I'm bored and want to be entertained. Like I'm I'm bored and want to forget that I'm bored. Or if I want to kind of give myself a mood boost. So if I feel kind of upset or bad about something, I might hop on TikTok because I know it's going to show me video that makes me feel like either, you know, happy through, you know, like comedy or surprise or like TikTok's very good at delivering kind of a little dose of, of very good happiness. The other way though, I would say is video versus picture. So Instagram still very, very heavily picture um, oriented and TikTok is only video. And how different to build the followers in these two platforms? Yeah, very different because Instagram, like, good luck to you. (laughs) It's very, very difficult to build followers. You almost always have to use paid um, advertising to really build a following on Instagram to some degree, whether that's paid directly through the platform or paid through influencer marketing. And then TikTok, you can grow completely organically without any real amount of money spent or sometimes, not always, not to get like people in this mindset, but sometimes it can take very little effort compared to other platforms. Now, I'm not saying it's like as easy as you want it to be or as easy as just like throwing up a random video, but it's going to be so much easier than growing on TikTok or than growing on Instagram, than growing on LinkedIn, than growing on Facebook. You do have the potential to blow up to a million followers in less than a year on TikTok, which 
I mean, what other platform is, is giving that opportunity to people? So tell me, you said that you got your first viral clip, like within the first two weeks. How that yeah. happened? Yeah, just through like experimenting. I was just posting up random videos for, that were in the glass blowing category to see like what was ha what would happen. Like that was literally my, my mindset. I was like, this app, I downloaded it. I was like, I don't really get it. This app's weird. Okay, here's how you post stuff. Cool. Let's see what happens. Huh. Okay, that's, that video is getting some views. Oh, a couple comments. FYP, FYP, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, and I was getting more confused as I was using it because, like, if you don't know what FYP is, that stands for For You page. Um, and people will comment that if they saw it on their For You page, which is the algorithm homepage. Oh. Um, and so there's, like, codes and there's, like, TikTok slang right? And so it's confusing when you don't know TikTok slang and you don't understand how the app works and it functions differently, again, because when you open it, it's already playing videos and it's just like showing you different videos without any input from you. And that's okay. very different than like when you open up Instagram and you immediately have to pick, pick stuff. I mean, you see your feed, but it's like very obvious what's going on with, you know, on the screen. And with TikTok, I was confused. So I was like, the only way I'm going to learn is by using it. So I think that you can learn by observing, but actually using technology is for me and everyone learns differently, but technology, I'm not, I'm not great with technology. Like I understand how people connect with technology. I'm great at that. Like totally get that. But the technology itself, I have to like be baby stepped the, at least the first time, like here, press this button Okay, then go to this button. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. And so because of that, I think I knew I have to, I have to commit. I have to like spend time every day using this app and seeing what happens and what I pick up. And again, just within two weeks, that, that first viral video was a glass blowing video of a giant sea turtle. So I'm talking like bigger than a person. And it was very, very well done and realistic. And there were like five or six artists who had giant blow torches that were like putting the pieces together. So like putting the flipper on the, on the turtle. And it was so realistic and people, this was right at the beginning. So people had not been exposed to glass blowing yet through my videos or through anyone's videos on the platform. And they were like, who's murdering the turtle? No, no, stop murdering this turtle. And then a bunch of other people were like, started to figure out that it wasn't a real turtle because you don't have pieces of a, of a turtle. That's not like how animals are. And they were like, that's art, that's glass blowing. And so there were these like comment wars and this controversy in the comments that made it blow up. And that just all, all of that made me even more fascinated with it all. Ah, yeah. So build a curiosity and get the moment, like capture the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow. But since you have that success and you say that your viral video also like keep exposure, right? Yeah. How did yeah. that happen even? Again, great timing. So this was all late August, 2019. I had the idea that because Halloween was coming up, I should post a pumpkin video on the last day of August with another like controversial caption. Is it too early to get excited for Halloween? And people were like, yes. And people were like, no. And it was another big battle in the comments because people, and this is where I learned, I had an idea that Halloween was getting bigger and bigger. Like I pay attention to holidays. I pay attention to 
media and how people interact in a lot of, I think, different spaces. And I noticed that Halloween had been getting really increasingly popular each year. Really what I learned through this whole experience is Halloween's the biggest holiday on the planet right now. It's got massive, massive, massive attention and people wanting to spend money and time into the holiday all around the world because it's not necessarily tied to a, a religion, which most holidays have either some religious tie or kind of a very specific country origin tie. And Halloween's about expressing yourself and about being creative and about getting to, to dress up and have fun. And so it's something that everywhere around the world is adopted. And I just, I was able to tap into that with these awesome glass blowing pumpkin videos. They make, you know, kind of the round part. And then for the stem, they have uh, like a metal bar and they like wrap the the vine around it. And so it looks really cool because it's, you know, spiraling hot, hot glass around. And so I think, you know, combination of the attention, the timing, and then also the newness factor. So I'm very, very curious to see this next Halloween. If I get fewer views on pumpkin videos, the same number or much more, because my theory is either I'm going to get much more because there's going to be even more attention and people are going to be more excited and I better understand how to tap into that or that it's actually going to be much less because people won't have that new factor about glass blowing ever again. Yes, there will always maybe be a portion of the population who's new to TikTok or who, you know, they haven't ever heard of glass blowing because they're younger, but glass blowing itself has become much more mainstream. Netflix published, you know, making a show around glass blowing has had a huge huge effect on the industry in a very fast-paced way that none of the artists have very much adopted to yet but it's it's never going to be as new as it was before so i'm curious to see how that plays out yeah i think i don't know i'm i don't know how to guess that but if i compare to youtube like for example those cooking video you know foodies mm-hmm. video right they're quite similar yeah and they still keep exposure so like yeah that's, that's true right i mean yeah it's the same theme like almost exactly the same like i so i have a theory though let me interrupt i have a theory about that because i have a food i have a food tiktok as well okay um, <laughs> that has six hundred thousand, and i have a theory that food has an inherent advantage that makes it more successful and it, like we're all hungry all the time like food we eat food it <laughs> multiple times a day like we all love food we think about it a lot more than almost anything else so i think it's unfair to compare almost anything to things in the food category because like if i think about video content that i actively seek out to watch like food is almost the only category of kind outside of let's say educational like there's educational content and then there's comedy like I do seek out con- like uh, stand-up uh-huh. comics I watch that type, type of content and then there's food yeah <laughs> like I have a little bit of an art category too for myself because I'm an artist and sometimes I'll you know go see that I guess I have one more category which is I like to find not weird stuff on the internet but like treasures or like things I've never seen before so like that might fall into gadgets that might find fall into like a new type of house I've never seen uh-huh. or like I, I own an RV and so like I'm always every once in a while like once a month I'll hop on Google and I'll do a new search for like custom RVs or like off-road RVs I'll try and find like a new you know company that's making like a new style of like RV I've never seen before so that's like content I seek out as well but 
I don't, I only do that like once a month. I look at food content all the time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What you say that is totally the same. Like I also like go for the food, almost the first one. Of course, educational video, I have to keep on the trend because we yeah. are in business and stand up comedy. Like it's always on my new feed. Like exactly. Yeah. On the yeah, same I think it's a, a world. I think it's definitely something that connects us around the world, especially because I've seen more and more international comics recently through either Netflix like recommending them or just like on other platforms I mean these social media platforms we I think we're a lot of us we're very used to them now because like Facebook has been around for you know more than 10 years I think when something's been around for more than 10 years I think same with YouTube um, it feels old to us because our time our sense of time is strange as human beings and because of that we're like it's so old, but it's so new. Like all of this is so brand new that I think, you know, things are just now starting to reach even the beginning of what a mass scale even looks like. So what I mean by that is let's say that there's 3 billion people who are on social media apps. Even that number is quite small compared to where it's going to be in I don't know how many years, but it'll at some point be five, six, seven, eight billion people who are all on social media. And at that time, there's just going to be a massive more amount of awareness around a lot of things that don't have awareness right now, because there will be massively a larger amount of content created around, around that that's shared in a very visible way. So instead of in the past, all the trades you like literally had to go to the blacksmith and like apprenticeship at a blacksmith to see what he was doing and now like it might just pop up in my face on a social media platform like tiktok might just yeah, show it to me like, you so know here's the thing you have to grow your follower this high and they're like you are successful i can say already that you are successful and you not only have only one account you have more than one account right how you convert them to become your customer or where do you find your customer actually? Because at the end of the day, that's still important. Yeah, so I think I've got a motto, which is, I don't find the customers, the customers find me. Oh, um, yeah. So that's really like my whole marketing strategy is to create products, content, services, value around and in such a way that people will seek it out and find it or talk about it and it will find you and get back to you. I think if what you're doing isn't powerful enough for people to want to come find you for it, that that's not sustainable. Like I don't want to have to work every single day of my life. And to do that, I'm going to have to create some amount of value or something that people come to me for. I think I've always known that. I was like, man, I want people to, you know, pay me to come see them. I don't want to have to, you know, spend my time and spend my expenses and money going to just to meet other people. I think, again, I get that from trading and Craig, I got that from bartering and trading off Craigslist. I'm realizing this like literally just now that I would have all this, all the cool stuff and I would message people out. So on Craigslist, I had like this email written up that had a list of all my items that I had to trade and I would send it out on a daily basis to a bunch of people in the barter section and in the for sale section. Uh, I had like a little strategy. And when people would message me back, they'd be like, yeah, you know, like we'd kind of work out a trade through email. And then it was either I had to go to them or they had to come to me. And I realized very quickly that I hated going to them because it was so much, it was like there and back of my time. And, and at the time we had a really kind of old truck 
that we were borrowing from my husband's dad. So it was expensive too. It was like every time we got in the truck, we had to fill it up. So it was like 20 bucks there and back, like for a single trip. And so I, I had to figure out, okay, how do I get people to start coming to me? How do I create business, brand, reputation, communication, where people feel incentivized to give me the things that I want. And I think that more businesses need to really, it's both selfish and a non-selfish way to think as long as you have overall mindset of providing like real value to your customers and not just making money. So some people really see business as, as making money first and everything else second. And then other people see that business is first a service or a value or a product. And then because of that, you get money and other things out of it. I've always had a focus both on money and on value because I think it feels really shitty personally to take money without providing value or without some kind of fair exchange. And that's something I think I also really got to experience and learn through bartering because in bartering, you really are trying to get the one over on someone, so to speak. But again, at the same time, I'm not going to rip someone off. I'm not going to trade them something that where I'm getting it and it's worth a lot more monetarily wise and they don't get some other type of value. Now, I feel fine doing a trade where I just came up a bunch of money, but they came up something meaningful to them or they came up something useful to them. So I think, you know, coming up with a strategy for yourself around how you can provide value, but still really, really get ahead, I think is important for most people. So this conversation mainly focuses on value. So your business grow along with your personal growth that focus on value first, and then you get the value yeah. back. Because that's what makes us feel yeah. good as people. Like money doesn't make us feel good. Val- like being valuable to other people and to the world, that's like what makes people really feel good. Yeah. At the end of the day, you just want to change life and make impact, right? Yeah, exactly. So in case anyone want to reach out to you. Absolutely. Contact you then. Yeah. So um, probably the best way is through my LinkedIn. You just search my name. It's M-A-A. Y-A-N, last name G-O-R-D-O-N, Mayan Gordon. Don't forget it. And you can also find all of my content related to TikTok. So I have a video tip series. I have a bunch of PDF guides, a couple case studies and news and industry updates on my website. Getting a new domain for it today, but right now it's mayan.pubninja.com. And it should always still redirect to my, to my website okay. from that domain. But you know, there, also through Instagram, if you have Instagram, they have probably one of the best social communication systems right now, in my opinion. I use it for kind of a preferred method of, of messaging a lot of times because I can flag messages in a very visible, easy to sort way. And my Instagram is monkeyboyart. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for giving us this much value. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to me, you guys, and for having me on the show. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you want to get unstuck, check my 5-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at worldwideweb.extraordinarilybymutita.com forward slash freedom. Speak then.